God's, know this, guys, God's provision is greater than our need. Can you say that? God's provision is greater than our need. And I don't know what need you have today, but God's provision is greater. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Philippians 4.19. Hi, welcome to Light Words with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. First off, just want to say happy Mother's Day to all you moms. We appreciate and love you and thank you for everything that you do. Today, we're talking about how to live a miraculous life, how to live a supernatural life that we can rise above all issues, all circumstances, and just soar into the heavenlies. Pastor Scott is joined with his wife, Marilyn, and youngest daughter, Kylie. Well, guys, I want to teach you how to live a miraculous life. Does that sound good? I mean, I think we all want to live a supernatural life. But uh, first, let's begin with the Word of God in my Bible. So let's take our Bibles. And hold them up, and you can repeat after me. This is my Bible. Bible. It was written for me. me. I am what it says I am. I I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. do do. Today my mind is alert. My My heart is receptive. receptive. The spirit of faith and victory is rising up in me. me. I'm growing favor with God and with men. The power of the word is changing my life. I will never be the same. same. In Jesus' name, name. amen. We have believed, therefore therefore we we what? We speak. Praise God. All right. Kylie, do you want to read uh, from the scripture? There we go. Isaiah 58, 14. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Okay, let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for this day, this blustery day in Southern California. A beautiful day, though, and it's a wonderful Mother's Day. We lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We lift up the Word of God. We pray now, Lord, that you would teach us how to live a supernatural life, Lord, that we might thirst for the living God in our lives. We thank you for the Word. We thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, praise God. So how then can we live a miraculous life? Let's first take a look at what it means to live a life that is miraculous, a life that is supernatural. Albert Einstein once said, there's two ways to live your life. One is though nothing is a miracle. The other is though everything is a miracle. I choose the latter. Amen? The word miracle in the Greek New Testament is the word dunamis. It's a Greek word which means supernatural force or power. Specifically, it is miracle working power. Jesus said you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. This power can mean divine ability, abundance, might, or mighty indeed. To experience miracle working power in your life, we must reach out and believe through faith that God can enable us. In Webster's Dictionary, A miracle is defined as a surprising and welcoming event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency or power. It's an outstanding example of something. So miracle living is living in a supernatural realm that really can't be explained by science, medicine, or natural things. 
it stands out, and it's easily, get this, recognized by others. I like to call it the higher Christian life or the higher Christian experience. Let's look at John 10.10, and we're going to do, Kylie or Marilyn, part B, the second part. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it to the fullest extent. That's why Jesus came, to give us a rich spiritual life, a miraculous life, if you will. As believers, we can live a life of power manifested in our daily experience. To understand this extraordinary life, we need to understand the life of God. Let's take a look at 1 John 1.4. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Amen. So God wants you to have fullness of joy today. You know, some people think the Christian life is about uh, being prim and proper and stoic and uh, really not experiencing happiness and joy in your life. How far is that from the truth? Christ came to give us an abundant, rich life full of joy, full of blessing and full of pleasure. Hallelujah. The Greek word for life is zoe. Sometimes uh, Greek parents will call their children Zoe, specifically a girl. It is the life God experiences or the spiritual life that originates from God. In this life, we're to experience the God kind of life. Everybody say that. The God kind of life, which is miraculous and supernatural. Above the order of natural things. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in the natural realm. I want to love, live in the supernatural realm, the spiritual realm where God dwells. And his kingdom exists. And the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And the kingdom of God does not consist in word, but in power. The kingdom of God really then, in, in its essence, is a power and a presence. It's above the order of natural things. Living a supernatural life is living above the natural earthly way and moving from the mundane to the miraculous. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we get tired of living in the mundane, don't we? Secondly, why would you want to experience this life? That's a good question. It takes you places you couldn't go on your own. Let's look at Isaiah 55, 12. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap their hands. I remember in the 60s there was an album cover that had this very depiction of Isaiah 55, 12, and the trees clapping their hands, right? And all heaven rejoicing and all earth rejoicing in the presence and the fullness of God. Hallelujah. This Zoe life brings satisfaction and a sense of accomplishment and achievement. You know, we were meant for a purpose in our life. And God has called you to do something in this life, not just to be a blob and exist, but to have a purpose, to have a focus, to be directed to do something that impacts others, other people's lives, right? Hopefully for a positive good. You know, I think of Daniel in the Bible. He refused the king's diet of wine and delicacies, and he instead drank water and he ate vegetables. Isn't that an interesting story? Uh, there was another individual, so that would be a vegetarian diet. Now, I'm not advocating, per se, a vegetarian diet, but I can tell you uh, it's probably a very, uh, you know, healthy diet, right? But he chose that because he separated himself out from the king's 
uh, children and made himself separate unto God. The word ecclesia in the Bible is the word to be called out. The church are called out ones from this world. You know, there was another person that kind of ate a vegetarian diet. Does anybody know who that is? John the Baptist. <laughs> now you say, Pastor, wait a minute. He ate locusts. Isn't locust technically meat? Well, there's some debate on what that word locust really means. And some people think it was some kind of plant substance. So if that's so, uh, he ate honey and locusts. And uh, he wore a leather belt. And he wore camel skins. And he had kind of wild hair and a wild beard. <laughs> but he was a man of God. And Jesus said, there's not a man born of women greater than John the Baptist. And he limited himself to drinking water and vegetables. He did not drink wine. It's interesting. And getting back to Daniel, he was more fit than all the other guys <laughs> in the kingdom. And uh, because he didn't follow the king's prepared diet, God prospered Daniel and favored him greatly because he was living a miraculous life. And that's what God wants us to do. Live a miraculous life. God has a way of doing things that is different than the world. Let's read Daniel 11:32, shall we? Those who do not wickedly against the covenant, he shall I'm sorry, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great ex exploits. Amen. We'll do great exploits for the Lord. I don't know about you, but I want to do great exploits for the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, thirdly, how do we live a miraculous life? Now, here's the, the most important part of the message. How do we do it, right? We can talk about it. Now, how do we do it? How do we experience it? What, in essence, is the secret? You know, it always begins with faith, and it always works by faith in the economy of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You came into the kingdom through faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith in Jesus and his promises are the most important thing in your life. Living a miraculous life is living in the promises of God. All the promises of God are yes and amen. And again, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Let's take a look at Galatians 3, 5. I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit at work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. We didn't receive the Holy Spirit, the gift of God, by our good works or being religious. We received it by the hearing of faith. We heard the word of God. We responded to the word of God and we believed. And thus, the Holy Spirit was granted to us. Praise God. So it is the Holy Spirit working with the hearing or believing of faith. And it was in this environment that miracles occurred. And as we've talked about, we believe miracles are coming to planet Earth once again. During the time of Jesus, there were mighty miracles. He was a prophet, mighty in deed and mighty in word, and did the miraculous, performed the miraculous to the extent that he even raised the dead. We're going to see this occur once again in this mighty move of God. And God's going to use everyday people like us to do the, perform the miraculous. Well, let's take a look at the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. This is a higher law or a higher principle. It's a spiritual law. Shall we read Romans 8, 1 and 2? There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. 
For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and Amen. death. Amen. So we begin with there's no condemnation. Another word for condemnation is guilt. I lived in guilt for so many years in my Christian life. I thought that's how you were supposed to be. Feel bad all the time about your sins. And I didn't realize the Bible never taught that. <laughs> there is therefore now no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. Why? Because Jesus took that guilt upon Calvary's cross upon the cross and it was nailed to the cross your guilt your shame your sin your impurities your lawlessness was taken and nailed to the cross praise god to be removed forever john said behold the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world forever for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death you see in the world there operates the law of sin and death Everyone is subject to it. And you say, Pastor, what does that mean? It means all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And as a result of our sin, we die. We die physically and we die spiritually. But when you come to Christ, there's been a supernatural change. Therefore, if any person be in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things are brand new. You see, a new law is written, the law of the spirit of life. And it supersedes, <coughs> excuse me, or it overcomes the law of sin and death. Isn't that interesting? There's more power to overcome the law of sin and death through the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. In the aeronautical world, now I'm not skilled in that area, but I know a little bit about it. We know planes defy the laws of gravity by superseding them according to the law of lift. Perhaps you've flown in a plane. A lot of us have, right? As the plane is propelled by a jet engine. Now, Newton, anybody ever heard of Newton? Remember, he saw the what? The apple fall from the, <laughs> from the tree. And he surmised that there is some kind of supernatural force that's pulling objects to the center of the earth. And he called that gravity. And uh, he's the one that said for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And thus, as the air passes over the wings on an airplane it creates lift and as the engines fire they create this backward thrust and forces the plane what forward and it's always i'm always amazed as an airplane rises above the surface of the earth <laughs> you look out the window and you go we're actually flying this is amazing and we're talking about tons of poundage in the plane uh, that's being lifted off the surface of the earth and if you happen to be a wing person, <laughs> we, tend to we tend to always end up on the wing. But you see these wings flopping because they're very lightweight. And the air is passing over those wings and creating this natural law of lift, allowing the aircraft to soar into the heavenlies. <laughs> you know, we all need lift in our life. Do you agree with me? Yeah, we need lift. We need a supernatural lift. We need to plug into this lift of abundance, grace, and power in our lives. Most believers are not plugging into the law of lift, and thus they're not being lifted, <laughs> right? And I lived that way for many years, but then I realized the law of the Spirit would lift me up into a higher place, into the heavenly realm, that I might walk in the high places of the earth. And so we need to plug into it, guys, and receive His grace and power. Thank the Lord, for it operates in and through you and I, if we operate it by faith. Amen. I love the story of Elijah. 
going to Zarephath. And God took care of Elijah. He was told to leave the river Cherith, where the ravens fed him supernaturally. They brought food to him. God spoke to the birds. By the way, they say the raven is in the top 10 list of intelligent animals. I didn't know that. I think the dog's in there somewhere, too. <laughs> um, what is the most intelligent animal? I can't remember now, but it's, it's a what? A dolphin? No, I think it's even higher than a dolphin. It's someone else. Oh, it's a orangutan monkey. Is the smartest animal. Amazing, isn't it? And yet Adam, he named all the animals. He was smarter than the animals. <laughs> he had dominion. So the river dried up. Sometimes in our life, the river dries up. What do I mean by that? I mean, there's sometimes in our life, things stop working where we're at. And God's saying it's time to move on. It's time to pick up the backpack. The cloud is moving. <laughs> and uh, you need to follow me. Uh, unfortunately, some people move when they're not supposed to move. And other people don't move when they should move. But God will show you when to move. And he showed Elijah, time to go, bud. <laughs> you're going to Zarephath. There's a little woman there and she's dying. And you're going to go take care of her. And she is going to take care of you. Because there is a dearth and a famine in the land and everybody's dying, right? You say, where did that come from? <laughs> Elijah went to Ahab, the king, the wicked king, and said, hey, just one thing I want to tell you, king. It's not going to rain for three and a half years. I'll see you later. It stopped raining for three and a half years. Well, God answered his prayer and a famine and a dearth occurred on the face of the, of the earth in that area. And uh, it was very difficult. So, the miraculous life is a life of abundance, power, and blessing. And uh, so, here we see Elijah going to Zarephath to meet this widow woman, what we would call a divine appointment. And God brings divine appointments into our lives. He has us encounter certain people, and they encounter us for a specific purpose. Amen? God's, know this guys, God's provision is greater than our need. Can you say that? God's provision is greater than our need. And I don't know what need you have today, but God's provision is greater. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Philippians 4.19. Praise God. He supernaturally provides. That's where the world doesn't understand it, you know. They say, well, you got to go to Wall Street, you know. You got to follow the laws of economics, if you want to be successful financially. But God's ways are different. My ways are higher than your ways, says the Lord. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And that doesn't mean we, prepare, we don't prepare ourselves. But God has a way of providing when it looks like it's impossible. Let's look at 1 Kings 17, 8 and 9. Then the Lord said are we having fun, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> the Lord right. said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sion. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. Amen. What? Hello, Job. Blessings to you. Praise God. All the way over in Africa. Did you read verse 9? Yes. Okay, let's do verse 13. Um, let's see. Hold on. 13. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first, then what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends 
sends rain and the crops grow again. Right. So what did she have left? She had a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. Olive oil is one of the most healthy oils you can eat. And um, so here she is with flour and oil. And all she can make is a little cake. And you'd think, well, feed yourself, lady. <laughs> nope. What was the word of the Lord? Take care of the prophet first. Feed the prophet. And you say, well, I don't quite understand that. Well, you know, God's ways are different than our ways. And she was commanded to take care of the prophet. And in that provision, God would provide for her needs. Needs. And she met the prophet's need. You know, he was starving to death too, you know. And uh, in that, the flour was never used up. And the oil never dried up. <laughs> that is supernatural provision. Number two, God enables us with miraculous power. Jesus said, you should receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the most remote areas of the earth. The Bible says in Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with power and he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Did you know that sickness is an oppression of the devil? And we've all had to deal with sickness in our lives. Some of us are a little bit more blessed maybe and we don't get as sick as others. But regardless, we all have to face it. It is a result of the fall uh, of sin in the Garden of Eden. But the Bible says, with his stripes we're healed. And he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And guys, you can claim supernatural healing for your body and your mind today in the name of the Lord and be healed. So we have power to overcome, power to be victorious in every endeavor of life. 1 Corinthians 15:57 please. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then 2 Corinthians 2:14. Now thanks be to be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Sometimes leads us in victory and triumph. Always. <laughs> you know the Arc of Triumph that exists over there in Paris, France. We've been on the top of that. And uh, we are called to a life of victory, guys. We're called to a life to be overcomers in this life. I want to give you an example in my life. A destroyer ship um, is a, a vessel that's powerful. And during World War II, we had a lot of destroyers that were employed. But, you know, there is a difference between a destroyer ship and a nuclear ship. Are you with me? <laughs> I remember Meryl and I were at, uh, down in San Diego. Where is that? Uh, we were at um, Point Loma. And uh, we're just out there. Actually, there was a lighthouse out there. It was kind of cool. And we're just kind of looking at the water, enjoying it. And all of a sudden, we look up, and here comes a nuclear sub on the surface coming into the harbor in San Diego, and that was awesome. Mm -hmm. And all the men and women, I suppose, uh, both were out on top, waving and, you know, outside on the top of the deck of this super-powered, super nuclear-powered submarine. Pretty amazing. When you see that, you go, okay, our tax dollars are working. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we have the greatest military in the world, praise God. Amen. But I believe the reason is because we are one nation under God. Let's stay that way, guys. Yeah. Amen. In naval terminology, a destroyer is a fast, maneuverable, long-endurance warship intended to escort larger vessels in a fleet or convoy or battle or battle group defending them against power or I should say powerful short-range attackers so the destroyer is there to maneuver and stop the short-range attacks a nuclear ship is a million times or millions of times more powerful than a destroyer uh, because a destroyer is driven by fossil fuels and a nuclear vessel is, is empowered by uh, nuclear power. God showed me he was making me nuclear <laughs> with tremendous power and capability to do mighty exploits for him. And I don't know about you, but I want to go nuclear. <laughs> Number three, God provides us with miraculous blessing, favor, and grace that propels us into a new horizon of existence and living. And number four, his miraculous power protects us from evil. You know, we live in an evil world, guys. And I was just listening that they're predicting maybe possibly that this uh, virus might again begin to escalate into the fall and winter season here in America and probably around the world. And so we've got to really put our trust in God. Amen. No evil will befall thee. Neither shall any plague come near your dwelling, Psalm 91. Praise God. With long life will I satisfy you. Now let's look at Proverbs 19.23. This is one of my favorites. Fear of the Lord leads to life, bringing security and protection from harm. Amen. The fear of the Lord leads to life. We shall not be harmed by evil. Hallelujah. And then Isaiah 59.19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising sun, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The Lord's really been impressing that verse on me that sometimes the enemy comes in like a flood. Beyond our ability to withstand sometimes, it feels that way. But the Bible says the Lord will come and lift up a standard against him. He'll stop the work of the enemy in your life, guys. And all you have to do is trust him and believe him. Praise God. Shall we pray? Lord, we give thanks and praise for this day. What a beautiful day to honor all the moms around the world for their dedication and their labor of love. Now, Lord, we pray for the lost. I sense the Holy Spirit is pinpointing some of you out there listening and viewing. You need Christ today. If you died, you wouldn't be in heaven. You don't want to go to hell. You want to be in the presence of the Lord. But you know what? God provided a remedy because he loves you. He provided his son that whoever believed in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. If that's you and you need Christ, I don't care if you have a Bible, you're religious or you go to church. You need to be born again. Jesus said you must be born again. Just as I was born again on a balmy night in Palm Springs, California, at age 14. Why don't you ask Christ into your life? If that's you, pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I ask you now to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my wrongdoings. I turn from my sin. I repent. And I turn to the living Christ in Jesus' name. And I receive him into my life. I receive new life. I receive new favor, new blessing, and forgiveness of sins. 
Lord, I love you. I praise you. I'll follow you. I'll worship you. I'll live for you. In your precious name, I pray. And you believers out there, you're Christian. You know Christ. If you died, you'd be in heaven, but you'd have regret because you'd say, Lord, I, didn't, I wasn't walking with you. I was doing my own thing. I slipped away. I want to come back, Jesus. Would you take me back, Jesus? Would you take me back, Jesus? And the Lord said, yes, I'll take you back. Of course I will. Just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I've slipped away. I've fallen away. I want to come back. I want to be near to you again, once again. Draw near to me as I draw near to you. And I'll love you, praise you, and worship you the rest of the days of my life. In your mighty name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Well, if you prayed those prayers, your life just changed for the good. <laughs> right on Mother's Day. I hope you feel the peace of the Lord because it's supernatural and it's dwelling right here with us. Hallelujah. Well, happy Mom's Day <laughs> to all you moms. We love you and appreciate you. Uh, you know, we can all live a miraculous life. Don't settle for anything less. We'll see you this week for my mini broadcast. Blessings to you. Thank you for listening to Light Words with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Join us live every Sunday at 1030 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. Search us at LN Lighthouse or Pastor Scott Huffman. Remember, we serve a miraculous God and all things are possible and nothing is impossible with Jesus. Blessings. Have a great week. See you next time. <laughs>